Thank you for joining us today. This is Clint Byers, lead pastor of Forward Church. I pray this message blesses and encourages you. I hope it inspires transformative grace in your heart and establishes you even deeper in your new covenant identity in Christ. Now take a deep breath, become aware of God's spirit within you, and enjoy the message. You know, this message I gave a few weeks ago about being offended at the word, it's, it's true, you know. You can read the Word of God and see all these incredible promises and you can choose, am I going to be offended at this or am I going to repent, change the way how I think, change the way how I see it, and allow the Word of God to shape my heart, my beliefs, my mind, my emotions in spite of what I see. It's not that you're denying the circumstance. It's not that you're denying the physical reality. You just realize it's temporary. There's a greater reality. And that greater reality can affect this temporary reality. The temporary reality can never affect the eternal reality. I mean, think about that. Like, this is where we live right now, so it feels more real than anything. But nothing carnal, nothing physical could ever affect that which is spiritual. But that which is spiritual can radically change the physical. Amen? This is, and this is where we live. We live from a place of taking something that we don't see every day. We don't, we don't even clearly hear from that dimension or that place, the, the throne of God where He sits, where we will eternally live one day. Like it's hard. It's kind of like we're hearing it through muffled or whatever. You know, it's, it's, it's even hard to describe what our interaction with is like in that place. I mean, you look at Jesus, right? He was a man limited in every way like we are, yet without sin, and look what he did. And he didn't walk around with the powers of God as God. He was fully man, fully God. He was fully, you know, people say, well, he was 100% man and 100% God. I don't say it that way personally. I say he was 100% man, but 100% full of God. He's, he was just like you. He didn't have to be born again because he was born of his father into this earth. Some people say he was born again out of the grave. I don't know that I'd say it that way because the Bible doesn't really say that. There's some implications you have to kind of get to for that. But the point is, man, there's a reality that we can take that eternal spiritual wisdom and knowledge and cultivate it within our hearts and our minds and it changes this place and it changes our lives and it brings a peace and a righteousness and a joy that we're looking for in so many things. I mean, that's what we all want. We just want some peace. Amen. We want to live well. We want to honor God. We want to quit dishonoring God's name. I mean, nobody wants to live in sin. All of these things that we struggle with and the people that we're mad at because they stay in it. I mean, you know, you might have to draw some boundaries, but they don't, they don't want that. Quit taking it personally. You can thrive and prosper. This is what we're talking about. The first week we talked about examine yourself to find faith, not sin. And I hope that's what you do in communion from now on. Every time you take communion from now on, I pray that's what you do. You dig your heart, you dig within your soul and your heart and your mind to find faith. And the wrestling and the battling that you do is not to try to figure, understand God, but to try to get yourself back to a place where you believe and trust Him. Amen? Amen? I'm not mad. I'm actually in a good mood. I'm just a little <laughs> feeling it today. You know what I mean? Last week we talked about guard against thoughts that plant bad seeds. 
<clears throat> you know, we're talking about thrive and prosper, but it, it, you know, and I, and I thought I was going to go into this series talking about expanding your heart and believing and seeing and attracting to you and how bo- the human body interacts with the created realm and all of that type of stuff. But as, I'm, as we started into it, it was more about keep this stuff out of your heart because you will actually naturally thrive and prosper. The, the, the Word of God will naturally bear fruit in a heart that is not full of distraction. Like, you don't have to try to get God to move and act in your life. You don't have to try to get Him to give you wisdom. You don't have to try to get Him to answer your prayers. He is constantly living and breathing and moving through you. What we have to do is shift our mind to get in tune with Him. And so today, it's kind of just a no-brainer message. I want to go through a couple of Proverbs. I'm going to give you your homework from the beginning because as we go through Proverbs, I want you to remember that this is what I, that you should do. And how many of you have done this? You've just, in a particular month, some people do this and they, let me ask you this. How many of you have done this as a normal part of your Christian walk for years? You go through and you just read whatever proverb associates with that day. Yeah. It can be incredibly powerful, you know, and you're not necessarily reading it for doctrine. You're not really even trying to get information to learn things. What you're trying to do is think like God thinks. I'm going backwards today, but you will hear God when you think like Him. God, please show up and do this. God, tell me what I'm supposed to do. God, tell me that. And we're looking for information. It's like, no, he's there. He's already a ripe fruit on the vine for you to pick and enjoy and be nourished by. But it's a repentance, not a repentance feeling dirty about the sin that you've committed, but away from carnality into, this is what he says. This is what God says is possible. And and this particular proverb is just incredibly powerful. But I want to start with this. This is what we've been making this whole series about, 2 Corinthians 9. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. God is just into growth. He's just into provision. It's just who He is. Interaction with Him will produce life and health. It just does. You know, there's so much of Christianity that's like, let's have an all-night prayer vigil so we can fill up the bowls of heaven and all of our prayer goes up like incense and finally fills up the bowl up there and then it'll tip over and then God will then pour out a blessing onto the earth. You ever been part of those all-night prayer vigils? I saw an eyebrow raise like, boy, have I. I mean, is that not... I'll be nice. I mean, are you kidding me? That's, That's God? Not on this side of the cross. And it wasn't like he was that on the other side of the cross. It's just that we, he wasn't in us to live through us back then. You know, everything's completely changed. And, and it's like we know these things, but I, I always want to continually focus on it. I always want to continually present 
the idea and the opportunity for us to just kind of catch and remember this is who he really is. This is what his true character is like. This is what his true integrity is like. This is who he really is. And as I behold him, like Sebastian preached, I become like him. As I think like him, life lines up the way that he would want it to. When you're trying to hear him is probably when you're not going to hear him. Can I get an amen? Isn't that frustrating? Now you might, you might slip up and be like, oh, I heard, a, I heard this. But it's like when you're just in the flow with him in your mind and your agreement and you're full of the word and it's bearing fruit, you just naturally hear. So let me finish this. Uh, you will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way. How would you like to be generous in every way? Like, do you think that's possible? Think, think about this for a minute. Just think about this idea. Let's say anywhere you go, any opportunity that you have to sow into a ministry for God to, to touch your heart. I'm talking about money. Say money. We're going to talk about money next week. In context, this is actually what they're talking about. What Paul's talking about is supporting the church. And yes, they actually had church back then. I don't know where people get this idea that they didn't actually have churches, that they just met in homes. and They did, they did meet in homes, but they had churches. I mean, the church was growing and thriving. They were persecuted. It'd be hard to have some sometimes in some cities, but they had churches. Anyway, that's just a side beef I have with the anti-church movement. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Get, get a picture of that for just a minute. No matter what situation that you're in, no matter what church service you're sitting in or you see something come across the internet or somebody emails you or something where you get that spark in your heart and you're like, boy, I'd really like to support that. And I thought, I would really like to just be able to sow into that. I was reading an article yesterday about Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, who's in trouble because people don't like that he bought a $400 million yacht. And he's worth $131 billion. Like I heard a number one time that if you stack a million $1 bills on top of each other, it's about this high or so. And, but if you stack a billion $1 bills, it's like two and a half times the Empire State Building. Is that close enough, those of you that have seen that graphic? You get the scope. A billion, 131 of them. That's a lot of money. That, like, that much money exists on the planet. There's not one opportunity that dude comes by that he can't do whatever is on his heart to do. Now, you know, I'm not trying to say let's all try to believe. I'm not going into that. I'm just saying it actually happens. On, there are actually people on this planet that can write any size check at any time for whatever they want to do and so into. I would love to be able to do that. I mean, the church would be the solution to, to, to a lot of the disease, the, the, edu the lack of education, the health care. All of this stuff that we're fighting over, the church has the solution. We can be that organization that actually meets needs. You know, the mindset that says that the government's supposed to be doing it, it's not a bad mindset. It's not evil that they think that. It's just skewed. They want to force people to do it. But I think if believers 
we could let that generosity rise up within us, we would take care of those issues. I'm just saying. Are you with me? I mean, so think about that for yourself. Think about just in every time that you'd like to be generous, generous, you could. What would that be like? Like, do you see it? Do you feel it? Because when you believe that, and if that's a desire, I mean, that's what he says, in every way you can be generous. See, that's what new covenant giving is all about. You're free from the law. You realize that? You don't have to tithe. You don't have to give one penny in order to be qualified for blessing under the new covenant. But you give because it teaches your heart to trust Him. You want to support that which is spreading the gospel. You know, you want to be, you want to help, you want to be a blessing to people. More about that next week. I'm going into my message for next week. So let's walk through this proverb here and watch. I love this. It's just so, it's so basic and so simple, but you have to be religious to miss it. You have to be, you have to, you have to be into toxic religion to miss it, let's say. Can we say it that way? Toxic religion puts your behavior before the grace of God. It puts the focus on when you're remembering the body of Christ, you're focusing on your sin rather than having faith toward Him. You with me? Here we go. Proverbs 2. My son, if, say if. All right, now, so the if is an interesting if here, and we'll talk about it more as we go, but there is an if. There is an if here. My son, if you receive my words. All right, so there's the first if. If you receive my words. Now, that, that's a whole sermon right there. That's kind of back to the, uh, are we offended at the word of God? When we see the promises that he says and, and the invitation into the kind of life that we can have and should be displaying with his power thriving through us, do you receive those words? See, so... I'll kind of give you a little bit of uh, instruction here as we go of how to take the Old Testament and filter it through the finished work of Christ and the resurrection and the fact that you are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus with the Spirit of God in you. You know, those differences you have to remember when you're reading stuff like this. My son, if you receive my words, do you receive his words? And treasure up my commandments within you. So commandments are never made for you to keep and then be deemed righteous. It wasn't meant for that. The law was not meant for that. The commandment for us is instruction. Like, you can go back and read the commandments, and I'm not talking about which dove to sacrifice for which sin. All that stuff's done. But they're talking about the wisdom, the instruction that God has that's all in His Word, which is why I want you to go through Proverbs over the next few months. We're going to do this every day. Pick a proverb that associates with that day of the week. Today's what, the fourth? You can get caught up pretty quickly and go through and read a proverb a day. Don't read it to try to figure out what you're supposed to know and learn, but what you're supposed to think. All right, so let's keep going. If you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, and if you make your ear attentive to wisdom, inclining your heart to understanding, God's a heart God. You know, when you understand the heart perspective, you start to see it everywhere. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasures, 
then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. It does, notice it doesn't say, then God will give you understanding. It says you'll find it. It's there to be found. How do you find it? You incline your heart to His understanding. How do you do that? You put the Word in there. If you seek it like silver, search for it like hidden treasure, then you will understand. Now, so Jesus, when He quotes that you shall fear the Lord your God, He says you shall worship the Lord your God. This is what He's talking about. Honor, revere, not be afraid of. God does not want you to be afraid of Him. That is not the context of the word fear here. It's to reverence Him, to honor Him, to recognize that He is holy, that He is your Lord, that He is your God, He is your master. He is also your father, your husband, right? It's, it's properly honoring and revering Him and recognizing, I ought to live the right way. I ought to live well because this is my Lord, my God. I know that He loves me no matter what. I know that He's not seeking to reject me. I know, you, know, you, you know all of those identity things, but then you can deal with this in proper order. So, then you will understand and fe the, the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God, for the Lord gives wisdom. I mean, He gives wisdom, like freely. He's constantly giving it. From His mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity guarding the paths of justice, and another translation says, guarding the path of the just and watching over the way of His saints. So God's watching over you. He gives wisdom. He is leading and guiding you. Just after this, the next chapter, He talks about that to, lean, to not lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge Him in all your ways. And just after that, He says, above all else, guard your heart. Because out of your heart, Flow all the issues of life, all the boundary. Everything to do with life comes out of your heart. How you deal with life is directly related to what's going, what you allow to be planted and nurtured and cultivated in your heart. The legalist reads this and says, okay, so if I walk upright and if I walk in integrity, then God will give me an instruction and wisdom. And it's like, no. Here's instruction and wisdom. It is along the path of integrity and uprightness. You can walk a different path if you want to, but when you walk in the path of the upright, when you walk according to integrity, when you walk with a deep sense of character, telling the truth, being a trustworthy person, all of these character traits of who God is, that conditions your mind, conditions your heart to think like Him, and follow Him and find and walk in that wisdom that He has for you. Do you see that? If you're over here living like a fool, I didn't look at you for any particular reason. I just <laughs> He's like, talk to me. <laughs> you're not going to hear His wisdom. You're carnally minded, which is death. This is just talking about being spiritually minded, right? To walk in integrity is to be spiritually minded because that is life and peace. You find instruction and wisdom along the path of integrity. Think about that. You know, you've heard of uh, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. You may have ever read that book. There's a few habits of highly blessed people as well. Walking in integrity is one of them. Not because you earn it or you qualify for it, but because when you do it, you've got to make the decisions. 
that shift your thinking to be able to resonate with God's wisdom. It's just the way it works. Like, I'd like to say, here's the wisdom. Do th-. This is what we do. God, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. I don't understand. I don't what, just give me the step. I'll, I'll, I'll obey God. Just tell me what to do. You ever prayed that? It's like, well, you know what to do. I don't know what to do. Why don't you just tell me what to do, and then I'll do that? You ever prayed that? I have. It's like, you're kind of a little bit off here. You're kind of missing the point here. It's not just about external obedience. It's not just about, let me just give you some information. It's, this is who, what life can be like as my child walking with me. It might take that you repent and turn away from some things and walk the path of integrity. And as you do, you'll begin to hear me. You just will. It's just the way that it works. Do you believe that? Are you willing? That, that's why we repent. That's why we stay away from sin. That's why we deal with those problems and those issues. Not to qualify, but so that we, it's not distracting us any longer. Same chapter. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you and understanding will guard you. I love that. Discretion will watch over you. Like, for some, like that's the one that stood out to me this week. Discretion will watch over you. As I walk in integrity, as I walk in the path of the upright, as I know that He has wisdom for me, as I revere and acknowledge Him, discretion will watch over me. I can trust my decisions when I'm living that way. When I'm afraid or when I'm thinking that His Word is difficult or I don't quite understand how to get this into my life, you know, right? Like normal, like normal life stuff. You have to change. That's what repentance is. I need a different mindset. And in that mindset, I can hear him. Uh, if you didn't go, if you didn't watch it or join me live, go into the church Facebook group. And if you're not on Facebook, email us info at forward.church, and I'll send you the links on YouTube for the, the two meditation videos that I've done. First one was just basic relaxation. The second one was start with relaxation. Then I walked through Psalm 91 kind of quickly. But do that with these passages as well. Like if you can learn that kind of discipline of taking the word and not just reading it for doctrine, not just trying to understand who Paul was talking to in context, although all that's incredibly important, but you get down to the deeper aspect of that it's alive. Like his word is actually, like here's what you need, man. You need the word of God bearing fruit in your life. You don't need information. You don't, you don't, you don't even need the miracle. Because when you think like Him, you will just begin to walk and follow Him and your life will change. How bad do you want it? Discretion will watch over you. I want to be able to confidently make decisions and not second guess. Not wondering, well, what's your will, God, in this situation? I know what His will is. Above all, that I prosper and be in health even as my soul prospers. That's what God wants for you in every situation. That is what your Father in heaven wants for you. And so you just go ahead and assume that. Right? Now there might be details that you got to figure out, but those details, you can make good decisions. 
Your heart hears Him. Discretion will watch over you. Delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech who forsake the paths of upright. Now see, this is where the legalist goes into. Stay away from those men who talk. You know, and Anyway, let me keep going. Delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the uh, perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. And you know, this is a father talking to a son. If you have a son, you get this. Daughters too. And he's going to talk about these strange women he's talking about here. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman. I like King James says strange woman. I'm going to keep going. From the adulteress with her smooth words who forsakes the companion of her youth. I mean, this is a practical real world. This is the kind of stuff that people get into and hang around with that robs your confidence, that skews your thinking, that clouds you from being able to comp make a confident decision because you've been hanging around this junk. Right? Not because God's going to be disappointed in you or you're going to lose your salvation if you're hanging out with strange women and perverted men. But he's like, look, you mess with that stuff, you're not going to be tuned. You're not going to have an open heart to let that wisdom rise up within you. Who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God for her house sinks down to death and her paths are... And this gets really poetic about these strange women. None who go to her come back, nor do they regain the paths of life, so you will walk in the way of the good and keep to the paths of, right, of the righteous for the upright will inhabit the land, and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. Which one do you want? God is not withholding wisdom and instruction from you. He's actually showing you which path they're on. You know, I think about that. We, know, we all know the story of Solomon, right? God said, what do you want? Anything that you want. He said, I want wisdom. And it wasn't like God said... Good job, that was a really good answer. Now let me give you a bunch of good stuff. No, because he sought wisdom above everything else, he then could walk that path into all of this blessing. God's like, I got a bunch of blessing. It's in the earth. It's there. It's waiting for you to experience. And if you walk this way according to instruction and you, you use the operator manual this way for your own self in this world, you'll see you will thrive and prosper. You will, you will be a blessing to all the nations because you're walking my path. But if you don't, and it's not a threat, it's just the way the earth is. It's the way the world is right now. Are you with me? You hear God when you think like Him. And you hear God better than you think that you do. I say it all the time. You hear God all day, every day. You make decisions to follow God every day, all day. You just do. I know that for lots of different reasons. But we also miss Him as well. We also get in our own thinking. We also make our own decisions and fall into our own understanding. And it's not that you're evil when you do that. It's just that you're not doing it the way that He's leading you to do it. And so you might bear fruit, might not bear fruit. I, I used to drive before we moved to Huntsville, before kids, after leaving 
college and all that, uh, before going to Bible school, I used to drive for the Wyndham. It was Wyndham in Peachtree City at the time. And I just, this just came into my mind for some reason, so I'm going to say it. But back then it was tapes, many of you old school tape listeners. And I had some, Jim, some of Jim's, Jim Richards' tapes. And man, I would just listen to them constantly, driving up and back, back and forth from the airport. And I would just leave them playing. And whoever got in the bus, they'd have to listen to it. And if they asked me to change it, I'd change it. But a lot of times they'd sit there and listen to it. And this one guy asked me to turn it off, and then, then he was telling me he was all these great things he had. Because I was, you know, you talk to him, more tips, the more friendly you are, the higher your tip is. Anyway, <laughs> this guy was telling me about this thing that he'd gotten, this really great job opportunity, a really cool thing had happened to him. And he said, uh, you know, and I was like, man, that's a, that's a huge blessing from God. And he goes, God didn't have anything to do with that. I worked my butt off. I was like, well, let's see how long you keep it, buddy. Because you have it as long as you can work that hard for it. This is not about working hard. This is not about earning. This is not about being a person of integrity and then God gives you something. This is about you trusting the Word of God and trusting and letting it shape how you think, how you feel. Everything about life being programmed from His Spirit within you. And it's a very real thing. It's a very practical thing. And one way you can do it is read a chapter of Proverbs every day. I'm telling you. And read it from this perspective like we just walked through it. right? Not, oh, if I do, then this. It's, no, I understand. He's trying to help me understand who God really is. So let me change how I think and, and plant these seeds in there. And then the Mark 4 principle kicks in, the parable of the sower, the seed. And it's like, here's how the kingdom works. It bears fruit after its own kind. Whatever you put in there is going to come out. And here's how it works. The farmer, he sleeps, he wakes up, doesn't know how it works, bears fruit after its own kind. It will bear fruit. That's the part that you just have to trust. That taking time to put it in there, not just intellectually, but actually desiring to see the wisdom of God, actually desiring to live in an upright and integrous way. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. I feel like I say that every week, but it's just so true. We thank you for your word. I trust you. I am willing to consume your word. I am willing to live from your word. I will plant your word in my life, in my heart, and in my mind because I know that it will bear fruit. It will bear fruit after its own kind. And I will walk in your blessing. And I will be conditioned and transformed into someone who in every way can be generous in every area. We trust you. We love you. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. And thank you to those of you who support Forward Ministries financially. You truly are changing the way the world sees God. You're helping people detox from performance-based religion and experience God's love for them. We're committed to helping you renew your mind so you'll experience transformation and move forward in every area of your life. I pray you're making this heart journey. Visit my website at clintbyers.com for hundreds of free teachings and articles that will empower you to renew your mind and put on your eternal identity in Christ. I'm especially excited about my tools for transformation that have original music and modern technology designed to help you slow down and connect with the Spirit of God in your heart. I'd like to invite you to partner with Forward Ministries. Help us continue to spread the gospel and develop resources that are empowering people to grow in their identity in Christ. Thank you again for joining me. 
I pray God's blessings and promises over you and your family today.